how you doing everybody? Your host Derek here. Welcome to another episode of Retro Time After Hours. Your good buddy Jeremy couldn't be here today. He's a little busy. Incommunicato. Not available. Sorry. Today we're going to talk about the Spotify model. Something you may know a little bit about, but if you don't, don't worry. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you what it is why it failed in many cases, in many instances, and what we can learn from it. So stick around. I think you'll enjoy. So Spotify. You may use Spotify on your phone. You may have banned it due to, uh, you know, Joe Rogan or something else. Who knows? Anyway, I use it. I enjoy it. You can listen to anything on it. Anything you want. A podcast, a song, a podcast about a song, a song about a podcast. It's all on there. It launched in 2008 uh, with a Scrum Team framework. So Scrum, you know, you got your sprints. You got your daily stand-ups. You got your points. Scrum Team framework. Okay? Standard stuff back in 2008. That's how they did their development. However... They grew so intensely over the next few years. And this radical growth highlighted that those traditional scrum practices weren't always the most agile option for Spotify. The team decided to make scrum and its methods and terminology optional. That was the big change, okay? So there, there were agile coaches working there during this time that were involved in these discussions. So they came up with a new concept. They called it the Spotify Squad Framework. This framework was meant to be a cross-functional, self-reliant system where teams of eight or fewer people would work together and collaborate. They'd have end-to-end responsibility for any product they built, including ideation, design, testing, deployment, and optimization. All the stuff teams do. Each squad had a unique mission, short-term goals, and a few long-term ones too which all contributed to the greater company mission. Spotify's case, the mission was to unlock the potential of human creativity. It's an intense mission, but I like it. The engineering squads made local decisions, so they made decisions just within themselves, which means they had the autonomy to move projects forward or get them started without needing to rely on any approvals from up top, the big big dogs. Spotify built squads out of trust, relying on hiring smart people to make smart decisions with the goal of building an autonomous workforce. So they split things up into squads, tribes, chapters, and guilds. Squads were these mission-driven groups that were the smallest possible organizational structure. Eight or fewer people, the product ecosystem, could have any number of squads, okay? As long as they aligned to the greater product mission. So you could have... 20 squads, as long as they all were trying to enhance human creativity. Or, you know, whatever that original, this is why they wouldn't let me work in Spotify. Unlock the potential of human creativity, okay? Higher than that, a group of squads was called a tribe. Tribe could include any number of squads and usually combines them for some purpose. Location, area of the product, some holistic overview of the problem or something else. Next up were chapters. These were competency areas throughout the squads within the tribes. Now, if you're starting to get confused, so am I, okay? Not just you, me. 
Okay? Bear with me. Now, the reason why this is confusing is this is not just a new way of working. This is a new language of how to work. It's hard for people to grasp this stuff, no matter how cool the words are. So, for chapters, for example, four squads may have one person within each that specializes in app development. These four people will make up one chapter across the four squads. So you can see how these specializations, these chapter specializations can create, you know, or or were intended to create collaboration across a uh, specialization. Now, guilds were a lightweight community of people with common interests across squads and tribes. Seems similar to a chapter, but a little different. Guilds can have multiple people from the same squad. They essentially are for building culture and employee engagement beyond their roles. So guilds seem to be meant for being creative outside of your your daily job, while chapters were about collaborating together on, say, all the back-end framework stuff, all the front-end framework stuff, all the UX stuff, UX chapter, front-end chapter. Guilds would be like, you know, we have a guild that uh, focuses on a book club or yoga or card collecting, that kind of thing. So just to recap, we got squads, that's the teams, okay? We got tribes, that's the groups of teams. We got chapters, which are like all like a bunch of people from all the different squads that are all in the back end, they join the back end chapter. Then the guilds, which are sort of more uh, soft skill stuff outside of your work. All right, so one of the interesting quotes from the founder of Spotify, while they were going through this process of talking about squads and implementing them, um, was we aim to make mistakes faster than anyone else, which I love. The idea back then, Facebook actually came up with this, was move fast and break things. The idea being that if you move fast and you break things, then you will learn faster than anyone else how the real world reacts to change, to new ideas, to your crazy ideas. Uh, I used to follow BMX bike racing back in, you know, I don't know, the early 2000s. And there was a guy named Matt Hoffman, and he would do these crazy moves. He would go up like he would do like a high flyer. He wasn't like one to do all the crazy tricks, but he'd go like, I don't know, like three stories up being like towed by a a motorcycle and the motorcycle would let him go. And then he'd go up a ramp and he'd go so high and he'd come back down and he'd crash, but he'd hop right back up. And he said, if I hop up really fast, then the, the injury can't catch me. I just thought that was funny. Somehow I feel like that's related to this. So... When you look at squads, they were kind of broken down into three core areas, client feature squads, infrastructure squads, and client app squads. This is something that teams who implement this Spotify model don't always discuss the detailed, you know, intricacies of how Spotify intended to operate this thing. It was intended to create a uh, sort of a, a limited blast radius. So if module A failed or infrastructure A failed, it wouldn't affect infrastructure B, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, You could think of an application or a website with a bunch of different parts of it, like maybe you have a part that's showing all of the most recent songs that that are, you know, recommended to you. Over on the left, you have a menu. At the bottom, you have some ads. All of those would be different teams, each of those. And even within those, there could be small pieces that could be owned by different groups. 
So they had this idea of, you know, building MVPs, building a mock-up image within your product, prototype for testing, so you can do all this stuff. That was, that was, was their intention. The interesting thing is that it ended up not really ever working. Let's talk about why. The collection of agile concepts was kind of like sunshines and rainbow idea of how this organization could be constructed. But there were some real world problems that weren't addressed in the things I was talking about. It was all process, best case scenario. People will communicate. They will collaborate. They will, you know, all this stuff. It's garnered some criticism over the years since, you know, it was implemented between 2011 and about 2017 when things kind of started to happen. It's been criticized for never really existing, solving the wrong problems, being too autonomous, assuming the emotional intelligence competencies of the people involved, and displacing the accountability of the output. So interestingly, today Spotify no longer uses or aspires to use this glorious framework, which begs the question, why? An Agile coach at Spotify from 2011 to 2017 said, even at the time we wrote it, we weren't doing it. It was part ambition, part approximation. People have really struggled to copy something that didn't really exist. Fascinating. I personally work for a company that attempted this model. And guess what? We're no longer using this model. I wouldn't say it was the model itself that was the undoing of the organization, but the organization itself doesn't longer exist. So it's really fascinating how something that never existed was loosely defined, was so compelling that organizations spent lots of money reorganizing their teams, building tools. There was a tool in the organization called Squad. That's on the nose. I thought that was kind of interesting. So one of the tricky things is that when you have a really autonomous team and you lack managers to coordinate the product owners who who, uh, kind of are trying to say what should be prioritized, what shouldn't be prioritized, what's being built well, what isn't being built well. One of the big learnings uh, is that some level of hierarchy is needed. Managers exist for a reason. Framework that saw owners manage design and engineering teams without engineering managers they were in short supply. Jeremiah Lee, formerly product manager at Spotify, said, when disagreements with engineering teams arose, the product manager needed to negotiate with all of the engineers on the team. If the engineers could not reach consensus, the product manager needed to escalate to as many engineering managers as there were engineering specializations within the team. The front end guy, the back end guy, the UX guy, the UI guy, this, you know, this, all this stuff. They had chapter leads, which you consider like the back-end lead. However, these roles held no responsibility for work deliverables because they were horizontal. Instead, they were accountable for someone's career growth and professional skill development. That's what chapters were for. And we actually implemented a chapter concept within our organization, and it served the same purpose. Without any direct influence over the product. The next part that's fascinating is that cross-team collaboration and autonomy turns out hard to balance. Spotify strive for high autonomy and high alignment. 
Uh, business leaders present problems, explain why there are problems, and ask the squads to find, build, and release solutions. However, many of these problems related required cross-squad collaboration. And that's not always an option, as other squads that owned much-needed processes or tools did not have the bandwidth to collaborate. We've seen this time and time again. Joaquim, an agile coach from Spotify from 2011 to 2017, said, If I were to do one thing differently, I would say... We should not be focusing so much on autonomy. Every time you have a new team, they have to reinvent the wheel and how how they should be working. Maybe, just maybe, he really said that, maybe, just maybe, we should have minimum viable agility. Minimum viable agility. The, The smallest amount of autonomy that you need. Kind of interesting. It's 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 sort of like full agility. You could think of as you, you fully open the box of freedom, you know, uh, they give the teams full freedom, full accountability, full ability to manage themselves. But it ends up causing confusion a lot of times because collaboration requires some, sometimes it requires a course correction. And that course correction, when it's not driven by some central force, uh, is very difficult to manage. So this lets the squads figure out tools for their solutions for themselves. Despite the peer-reviewed code process in place, there was a whole lot of time wasted on unshared knowledge, so not so agile as they hoped. The next thing is that collaboration skills are kind of hard. They require skill and practice. Uh, Spotify hired smart people, product leaders, engineers, data heads. You know, they aim to be an agile company with a growth mindset, not a gross mindset. I have that. Growth mindset. Agile principles and uh, good people to match. But smart people are not necessarily skilled in every single thing. Engineering squad framework required certain skills and talents that, that people don't just naturally come with. Collaboration's one of them. Now, the Jeremiah Lee, the product manager at Spotify I referred to earlier, said that uh, people lack the common language to effectively discuss the process, process problems. They didn't have the language. The education to solve them and and the experience to evaluate performance. It wasn't really agile, but it was just not waterfall. So it's like it was like in this weird purgatory as they implemented this this squad concept. And any any if you've implemented this before, you may have felt this. One thing I mentioned earlier uh, is that cool sounding names can create some confusion. Uh, I've done it myself. Uh, In fact, I built a whole suite of tools with a friend of mine. Um, It was during a particularly stressful moment in our careers, all based off He-Man. Okay, so there was Battle Cat. Really cool. There was Cringer. There was Grayskull. Okay. And these particular tools, they had a purpose. But I had to explain what they meant every single time I talked about them. Even though, to me, it was very easy. When I was a kid, I was about in probably 7th grade, I wanted to play a game with my friend. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to build a code so that we could write to each other and no one could read it but us. So I built a... I had symbols for all the letters, and I memorized them. For some reason, I could do this. And I would write him letters, but he couldn't read it. He couldn't memorize it. He couldn't memorize the language that we came up with together. And it was just two of us. It wasn't even your tech. We're trying to change the world with our new weird language. So that didn't quite work out. But you know what? Still a good guy. 
So I talked about all the things about Squatify. Spotify, Squatify. That's what they should have called it. Squatify. All that Spotify squads that didn't work. So they're not a magic bullet. And they won't work for every team. It won't fix toxicity. So if you have a toxic environment, it might actually make it worse because there's less communication. Jeremy, what have we talked about is the most important thing a team can do? Exactly. Communicate. Okay? He's always here with me. So I don't know. I know you guys are listening to say, Jeremy's, Jeremy's not here. But he's always here with me. I hear him when I say that. Okay? I heard him say communicate. That's what's important to me. Okay? So you got to consider not just... Not just that this process is changing, but how's the everyday work going to get done? How are how are practical things going to happen on your team? Think about not just if your organization is structured right. Do I have enough people? Are they having their meetings? Are they meeting their goals and quotas? When they get up in the morning, what's the first thing they do when they get to work? Not the first thing they do at home. You don't want to know that. What do they do when they get to work? Or they start working. What's their activity like? How long does it take them to get the code that was changed yesterday into their environment? All these details are incredibly important for an engineering organization to function effectively. When they have a problem, how do they escalate? When they disagree, who makes the final decision? I'm telling you something. Decision making is the thing I've seen teams fail with. Fail with? I've seen teams struggle with. My whole career. Because everyone wants to operate off consensus. Because most people are nice people. You can operate off consensus unless consensus fails you. And then you need another option. Something that's available to you to solve and move forward. And that is tricky. So the Spotify squad model is not going to solve that for you. It's not going to solve those kinds of things. But what did it teach us? What did it teach us? When you implement an approach like this, think about the parts of it that are inherently principally sound. People should be able to be in control of the work they do. They should be treated fairly. They should be listened to. They should want to collaborate and improve themselves. All those principal things may be the ingredients in the cake that Spotify built or perfectly cooked and seasoned, but they were good ingredients, okay? I think what they were aiming for was noble. It's just that it's hard to implement something like this in a general sense and solve a problem for teams across the world, even for a team that's rapidly growing and you're learning about your, you're learning about your, uh, your customer base as you're growing. It's very challenging, to come to terms with that, to build a model that works. But if you operate off principle, then you can build a model that adheres to the principle and allows your team to work in an effective, smooth way with as little friction as possible. It's going to take more smarts than applying something from a book or from directly from a website or directly from another company going to take sweat it's going to take your brain to work through okay our team wants to be together they want to be like this spotify did this it didn't work here's why what else could we do what are the what are the ups and downs and backwards and sideways and managers of teams 
and people who aspire to build teams should be interested in these things. You should want to build a team. You should want to learn how an organization is structured. The Spotify model taught us that there's no magic bullet to the way an organization is structured or how it works. Because people are the thing that, you know, you can't guarantee. You can't put a ring around a bunch of people and say, you're all going to communicate exactly the same way with each other. It is them being different that makes the product amazing. You didn't hire all of the same people, you know. That's, that's, that's the reason you did that is because you want the product to have a culture and a feel to it that's different than everything else. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this little story I told you today. I did it just for you, so that's, that's something. Check us out on RetroTimePodcast.com. Get a sticker, RetroTimePodcast.com slash stickers. Check us out on Twitter, at RetroTimePod. We rarely post, but when we do, it's important. RetroTimePodcast at gmail.com. Check us out there. Hey, it's been great. I hope you're listening to this late at night, because I sure am recording it late at night. And uh, I'm having a great time. So take it easy, and we'll talk to you soon. Today's podcast included a lot of excerpts and quotes from a wonderful article from Chameleon, a website, a blog website. Uh, the author is Ray Slater Berry, um, and the title of the article is Why Spotify Squads Are a Popular Fit.